Everyone faces challenges every single day. Some are chosen and bring us joy. Some are given to us and bring struggle or pain. Whether the diagnosis of an illness, the news of a friend's death, the loss of a job, or a bike accident, we may be asked to step up to face issues that demand courage and perseverance. Hurt is just one of the many aspects of full lives. Each week on this show, ACT, Taking Hurt to Hope, Dr. Joanne Dahl helps us understand how we can use acceptance and commitment therapy to learn to accept what we cannot change and move forward into a valued life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joanne Dahl. Welcome to another episode of ACT, Taking Hurt to Hope, on webtalkradio.net. Join us today for discussion about a common problem, a problem that about 20% of us between 55 and 65 have, tinnitus. The word tinnitus means simply ringing. It's defined as a perception of sound in the ear that has no corresponding outside sound. That is, you hear a ringing that others just don't hear. Now, tinnitus is not considered a disease, but a condition that has multiple multiple causes. And it's usually accompanied by a hearing loss. And this is usually regarded as a noise-induced hearing loss. So you might ask, what does tinnitus have to do with psychology? Well, Tinnitus is a subjective experience, and how we react to this ringing in our ears is to a large extent determines how we will be limited in our lives by it. Like on many programs we've talked about, it maybe is is not the actual illness, but how we react to it that's important. Today we're going to have a chance to discuss this with a tinnitus expert. Our guest today is Dr. Jarold Andersen. Jarold is a professor of clinical psychology at the University of Linköping in Sweden. And he's also the author of a book called Tinnitus, a Multidisciplinary Approach. You can find more about this book and about Jarold by clicking on his name on this week's Act Taking Hurt to Hope. Remember that acceptance and commitment therapy has three processes. Firstly, it's opening up to any private events that arise in you, that is, thoughts or sensations or feelings. Secondly, it's about becoming aware of the true nature of these private events. For example, feeling a sensation that come, arises and changes, or a thought that comes and goes. And knowing that these private events are not me. They're experienced by me, but they are not me. And finally, engaging in valued activities together with any private event, that is, any feeling or sensation that may be present. You can read more about Yarold on his website, which you can find by clicking on his name on this week's episode. Welcome, Yarold. Thank you. Yarold, I know that you have a very long experience of tinnitus. You've both been a, a clinician 
and you are a main researcher in this area. So tell tell us what got you interested in this area. I was working with people with hearing loss, and I discovered that uh, uh, quite a number of them had more problems with ringing in their ears, tinnitus, than they had with their hearing problems. Yeah, you know when you say uh, problems, are you are you thinking um, how how they were reacting to this and and how this was limiting their lives? Well, sort of yes. Uh, uh, when you have a hearing loss, it get, can be very problematic to communicate with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but it is indeed a problem when you uh, communicate, uh, mm-hmm. not when you sit on your own and read a book. Mm-hmm. Whereas for tinnitus, is something that can be almost the other way around. When mm-hmm. you try to sit and read a book. It interferes you. It sort of uh, takes over your life in the worst cases. Whereas uh, 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 when you can distract yourself and you uh, are with friends, you might not think so much about it. Okay. So this is a, 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 a sort of a special problem uh, that's that's not like other hearing loss problems. That's interesting. So you said so that got you thinking about what could we do about that with psychology. Yeah, that's true. And I had some very good colleagues as well. Uh, I'm not the first in the world to study this. And uh, they were very helpful and, and helped me get into uh, the clinic. So I started working as clinician. Mm-hmm. So t- tell, tell us, Jarrod, how common is tinnitus? Well, uh, I'm quite sure that most of the listeners today uh, have had tinnitus at least once or after a rock concert or whatever. Uh, So it's a very, very common experience to have it sometimes. Uh, But it's not so common to have it all time. But still, 10 to perhaps up to 20% of the population have it on a regular basis. And uh, so it is a common condition among adults. It is much more common among older people mm-hmm. and less common among uh, children. Okay. So it, what do we know about what causes tinnitus? Well, uh, it's sort of a challenge for us, and that's one of the reasons why I stay in this research and in the clinic. Uh, we really don't know so much. We know that if you have <coughs> problems with your hearing, <coughs> hearing loss, that might uh, uh, start off uh, a tinnitus. Uh, like uh, noise-induced hearing loss uh, after a rock rock concert. So that we know, but we don't know what makes some people much distressed by it and others less distressed. Yeah, and and that's a main point, isn't it, when it comes to the psychological approach to tinnitus. It's, um, this is what maybe what, why we would say that tinnitus is a subjective experience. It's <clears throat> a yeah. difference in, in how people react. And so... Yeah, when you think of um, ACT, uh, acceptance and commitment therapy, as an ACT therapist, how how would you think about or how would you approach tinnitus? Well, I know in acceptance and commitment therapy, uh, uh, it is important to look at the things you avoid in life and mm-hmm. the things you avoid to experience yeah. and to know if it's helpful to avoid them or if it's something that you can actually deal with and, and problems that you can solve, basically. Mm-hmm. So tinnitus is very often a problem that you really cannot do so much about. Mm-hmm. The harder you try sometimes the worse it gets mm-hmm. so uh, 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 that made me interested in act as an approach because it's basically dealing with acceptance okay so let's back up a little bit Jarold. Um when you talk about avoidance uh, first 
you know, if you have a ringing in your ears, I'm sure that's not a particularly pleasant experience. No, of course it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but it, uh, but it, <coughs> it is indeed. It varies, and uh, uh, the natural way of handling it for most people who have this is that first you react to it, and then you get used to it, mm-hmm. like a fan or a, a clock on the wall ticking. Uh, <coughs> you get used to it, and don't you don't like it, but you don't notice it, notice it so much. Okay, but say you don't like it. Uh, so you make that. Uh I mean, it, it is probably a disturbing you know, thing. But uh, so, isn't it natural to to want to try to get rid of it? It actually is, and uh, as, uh, which is similar to pain, for instance, or other uh, bad things happening to you. And uh, and so, uh, w- what you can do and think about is that you might be able to do something about the consequences. One thing that is fairly common uh, is insomnia, sleep problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might be able to do something about that. Another thing is hearing problems, and that you have problems communicating with people, and you sort of mix these things up. So is it my tinnitus doing this, or is it my hearing loss? So that's something that needs to be sorted out. And uh, a third thing is uh, your mood, basically. If you have a bad time in your life, you're feeling depressed and anxious, we know from experience that that can make your tinnitus worse as well. Okay. Uh, the very first program uh, we had in this act, Taking Her to Hope, Steve Hayes <coughs> talked about that he him, himself had tinnitus and that he actually considered suicide to try to get rid of the tinnitus until he started thinking about applying uh, act to it. Um, have you seen examples like this of people that actually the ringing has become so disturbing <coughs> that people would even consider suicide? Well, it's a very good question. I really would like to stress to all the listeners here that this is very, very rare. And that's in itself very strange, but it's so rare because you would think that if you have something you really cannot get away from, well, ending yourself would be a solution. But Mm -hmm. it's extremely rare. So it is common to have these thoughts, but tinnitus is not associated with increased suicides. So that's, I think that's important to stress for people who listen now think, oh, I'm going to commit suicide <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, You're true. probably not if you have tinnitus. Uh, uh, but it's still the case that you can have these thoughts and feelings that you really want to get away and escape from this terrible thing. Or perhaps even more common that you just give up. You don't do anything. You avoid, you withdraw, and uh, live uh, a life that's not uh, as rewarding as it could be. Okay. So, so on the one hand, we have the actual ringing that that you could try to get rid of, and the more you resist it, the the more it's uh, apparent. And then the second part of what you're saying is the consequences of what what type yeah. what type of things do people avoid there there. <coughs> well, it, it varies, and uh, I'm glad that people are very different. You, they don't come come in one size, uh, and that's good. Uh, and, uh, for instance, some people who have this problem or are very annoyed by it might avoid silence. Mm-hmm. When they get into a room, they try to turn on some music so they won't hear this so much. Mm-hmm. For some other people, it's... T- totally opposite. They uh, hate sounds and are afraid that they will damage their ears. They are Mm -hmm. noise sensitive. So they avoid sounds. So, uh, and that's the sort of things we have to deal with working with these people, trying to get a more balanced life. 
Okay. So uh, avoidance could be, you, you mentioned from the beginning that communication was a problem. Yeah. Would, they, would they even avoid uh, people, as you say, withdraw and avoid communication? Yeah, that's true. That's not. Uh, it's fairly common among people with hearing loss as well, and uh, and uh, it, it might be that you're able to strive and work along for a little while, but you get tired more quickly. So, and uh, I would say, as as a clinician who sees these people, uh, uh, it's very helpful to listen to them and to talk to them and to uh, help them find and know more about themselves. So perhaps it's okay. Because I want to go and see people. It's okay to miss out on some of the communication. It's okay if my tinnitus gets a little louder after this uh, uh, dinner because it will go back to normal again after a while. These things need to be, how should I put it, negotiated and discussed with someone who understands what tinnitus is. Okay, so would you say that, that that's the main problem with the tinnitus is the avoidance? <coughs> well, uh, 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 I, I don't like to say again. <laughs> everyone is like this. Uh, it is a, a, a very often a problem when you're very distressed by it. Uh, 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 but the avoidance comes in very different forms. Mm. So, uh, and it goes back to what's important in your life. Again, in line with acceptance and commitment therapy. What are your values? What what would you like to get out of your life? Mm. And is tinnitus standing in the way of those goals or? values that you have okay so uh, uh, one thing that's often said in act is if you can't stand it you've got it yeah that that might be a a good way to phrasing it okay so on the one hand you would say that then then, uh, the act would approach this is uh, uh, to help find an acceptance of the sexual sensation of the ringing yeah and on the other hand to help uh, continued Engaging in in valued living together with whatever tinnitus shows up is that is that correct? Yeah, it's correct, and I, I I think it's not only talk; it's only practical advice. And you might need some tools. We call them tools sometimes. You, it might be useful to practice some relaxation or mindfulness, uh, 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 and uh, and it might also be useful to get some advice on how to handle your sleep problems or even hearing loss or your noise sensitivity. So we type to blend in those advice, things that you can do something about, with uh, this notion of perhaps not trying to do so much about the actual ringing in the ears, which is not the problem that you can uh, solve in that way. Yeah. Gerald, you've, you've mentioned a few times the word acceptance. So that, this is pretty complicated here when, you, when it comes to Tinder. Could you explain... Uh, what acceptance is as a <clears throat> I, I, I would never uh, uh, start a treatment uh, saying to my patient uh, let's face it guy you need to accept this you know that that I, I know my colleagues in medicine do that <laughs> uh, very often they say to their patients uh, you can we cannot do anything just to, you need to accept it so I think we struggle here a bit with language mm-hmm. uh, 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 in Sweden at least uh, acceptance or accepting things it's very close in language to resignation and giving up mm-hmm. and, uh, let, and facing it. Uh, 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 so I, I use, I would say, other words. And I think uh, acceptance in 
the way I use it in my clinical patients, uh, with my clinical patients, is uh, yeah, you have this. Let's see, let's see what we can do about it. If we cannot do anything about it, what can you do to get the most of your life anyway? If, even if you have this. Mm-hmm. And the good thing, uh, Yuan, is that uh, once you're able to do that, it actually means that you notice your tinnitus less. Okay. So would you say that um, acceptance is not resignation, but um, an active movement towards uh, getting bigger than your tinnitus? Is that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I would say, uh, in a way, isolated, so it becomes something that you bring along with you, like a rucksack. Uh, it's not ignoring it. It's not pretending that it's not there. Uh, uh, it's knowing, yeah, I have it. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> Perhaps I'm joking now, but, but that, that's something you can do when you have a good relation with a patient. Mm-hmm. You can say, welcome tinnitus, uh, bye-bye tinnitus, and, and then see what can I do even if I have this rucksack with me. Okay. So could you, could you show, uh, tell us like, what, what would an ACT treatment program look like? Well, uh, uh, I'm very <coughs> much in favor of a multidisciplinary approach. Uh, what does this mean? Well, it means that we need to know something about the hearing loss. Uh, our medical tests need to sort that out. Then I understand that it's also a question of uh, what are your psychological reactions. Here comes the ACT approach. And then finally, the social aspects are you. Are you unemployed? Are there other things in your life that are just as bad as your tinnitus that you need to to work with? So I I need to emphasize that. It's not only one thing we do. We might do many different things. But in terms of uh, uh, the more act approach, uh, working with tinnitus, we work with value. What's important? What are the goals for this person? Uh, And what are the uh, good things in life uh, uh, for this person? That's something useful. And then we work with practical advice and also some exercises on how you can face this and, uh, this problem, even listen to it for a little while and without having these reactions and then move forward. Yeah. Could, do you have an example of, of, um, of, of working with a patient and how it went? Yeah, uh, I have lots of memories of, of uh, different patients uh, uh, that I've seen over the years. Um, uh, I could give one, uh, not a typical example, one uh, example would be working with uh, an older person, an older woman, uh, uh, a few years back, where we decided instead of, you know, this thing with striving forward, 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 that is sometimes a bit too common in cognitive behavior therapy, it's always the future, future, instead we worked backwards and worked with more acceptance-oriented uh, approach to the uh, the uh, the history and uh, things like uh, self forgiveness or uh, uh, how did my actu- life actually turn out to be and I think that's a very useful thing sometimes with people who are older this was a person over her seventies so uh, it turned out to be a very useful thing to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerald, I know that you are. Um one of the main people working with internet uh, using computer-based therapy. Uh, what have you? Do you have any experience of of using that with tinnitus? Yeah, actually, that was one of the. F- we were first in the world to do that. We started in the late nineties uh, with uh, uh, transferring cognitive behavior therapy 
to the internet. Uh, uh, the basic idea is that the things we say in a session might be able to write down <laughs> uh, uh, in a good book uh, like and present over the internet. So we've done that for cognitive behavior therapy for a long time. Yeah. So now you perhaps wonder, uh, what about ACT then? Well, we've actually done that as well. Uh, uh, so we've uh, transferred our uh, treatment to a self-help video audio file version and delivered it over the Internet. Okay, and how has that worked? It's worked very well. Just as good as seeing a clinician. It's surprising, but it's, it's true. And, and what, do, what do people say that have uh, done that? Well, uh, I'm quite convinced that most uh, listeners to this show now uh, are using the Internet on a regular basis. And I usually say that there are pros and cons with it. Uh, of course, it's very nice to see the patient, to have this contact. But not all of my patients prefer that. They might like to work with the treatment when they have the time to do it. They might prefer to be uh, uh, at home uh, and just traveling to the clinic might be an issue for some people. So you lose some, but you gain some. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, so most people who uh, choose to do this kind of treatment actually appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, what about do people miss having contact with a therapist or Yeah, some people, not too many, uh, because they know what they're doing, uh, but um, some people actually say that, uh, but some people, an equal number, even more perhaps, who choose to have it, say that they think this is an advantage. They take responsibility, full responsibility for the treatment. It's not something they do just to please the therapist. It's something they do, and they made the, up their own mind to do it. Okay. Well, Jarl, when you think about uh, actual you know, treatment effects, what, what would you say... Um, What, what would be a good result of, of treatment? Would it well, yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, 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 for us, since we work with the attitudes and your uh, distress you experience, a good result is that you, you, you don't have so much negative attitudes toward it, uh, towards your tinnitus, and you don't feel that you're so much distressed by it anymore. Uh, it's not the question of, I don't hear it anymore, or, or uh, those things. It's, it's a question of your quality of life and uh, how much it's making, uh, how big problem it is uh, in your life. Okay, so would you say that um, so a person, a good result could be that I still hear the ringing, but I don't react to it uh, in, in the same negative way, or I don't react in a way that would handicap me? Yeah, that's true. And very often I do things now that makes me, uh, uh, that means I don't think so much about it anymore. Okay, so, so are you saying really that um, there is no cure for tinnitus? It'll never go away? That would be a very tough thing to say to the listeners who have tinnitus now. We, we won't know. But I, I guess that for a long time on now, there will not be a cure for all forms of tinnitus because it's kind of like finding a cure for uh, aging. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, that would be uh, very difficult. Uh, so uh, uh, we will always be faced, for a long time at least, with the fact that many people who have this, there is no cure. Uh, uh, But there are exceptions. Sometimes you have a hearing condition that can be treated with surgery or uh, 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 some other things. Uh, uh, so I wouldn't say that it's impossible, but it's not a good idea to 
search and uh, uh, chase after this cure because it's very likely that you will become you will be disappointed okay so yeah may, many of our radio listeners probably will never uh, get to a therapist but if if you could give us some some general principles of advice of people who are listening right now and who are suffering from tinnitus what what would you say well uh, uh, uh of course, there are many things, the advice you can give, in particular to people who perhaps don't have this as a huge problem in their life. Uh, they're among the majority of people with tinnitus who are not so distressed by it. If you're very, very distressed by it, I do encourage that you try to seek out a clinician uh, to get it assessed at least. Uh, uh, but first, it's good to know that tinnitus usually gets better over time, even if mm. there are bad periods. And uh, 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 so that's something that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that um, I encourage people uh, when I get this question to not spend so much time in silence because that's not good for you, but to try to get some other sound into your life, like music or whatever, mm-hmm. without drenching the tinnitus because mm-hmm. that becomes avoidance. Yeah. So I hope you get it. Uh, Silence is not good, but too much sound is not good either. Okay. So it's kind of a middle road here, of uh, uh, like most people, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, the goal is to get let tinnitus become part of your ordinary sound environment, because mm-hmm. life is not silent. Uh, some of the listeners might live in a city where it's rarely it's very silent, or even on the countryside, it's it's not nature is not silent. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, let tinnitus become one of many sounds in your environment. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, advice I have, is to stick to your habits. Mm -hmm. Uh, To, um, if you're used to doing things, like these good things in life, like eating, exercise, and all these things that we tell people to do, well, they can actually be even more important uh, when you have a problem like tinnitus. Mm -hmm. Because it's known, uh, also from research, that if you keep, uh, stick with your habits like exercise, eat well and those things. It can make you a bit stronger when you have these bad times with your tinnitus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying uh, that uh, this is an easy thing, you know, to, uh, and it, it's not the cure in any way, but it's worth thinking about, in particular when you have a sleep problem. and when, uh, uh, We know that uh, regular habits is the key to uh, getting good sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds good. So if, if I were to summarize you, Jarold, uh, you're saying that, I mean, from the whole program, that uh, tinnitus is a pretty common problem and uh, maybe one symptom of, of aging uh, that we may yeah. get this problem. And it may come and it may go. And if, if uh, I like what you said of um, to allow tinnitus to become a, a part of sounds uh, in, in life and to continue to take good care of yourself and continue um, living the life quality that you um, that means something to you, uh, regardless of of if tinnitus is present or not present, mm-hmm. and and that maybe maybe with age we need to increase our you know taking care of ourselves. Yeah, for tinnitus yeah. is just one of many things that can happen. It is indeed, yeah. Thank you for being with us on our program today, Jarold. Thank you. You've been listening to Dr. Jarold Andersen. 
Yarold is a professor of clinical psychology at Linköping University in Sweden. Uh, he is an active psychologist in the hearing clinic in Linköping. He's the author of several books and articles on tinnitus, including the book I mentioned, Tinnitus, a Multidisciplinary Approach, together with three colleagues. Read more about Yarold on his website by clicking on his name on this week's episode of ACT, Taking Hurt to Hope on webtalkradio.net. Thank you for joining us today. For more information about Joanne, please see her website at joannedahl.com or click on the host website button in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. You may also see her books, The Art of Science of Valuing in Psychotherapy, Living Beyond Pain, Using Acceptance and Commitment Therapy to Ease Chronic Pain, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy for Chronic Pain, Values in Action, and Epilepsy, a Behavior Medicine Approach to Assessment and Treatment in Children. All of these are found easily by clicking the cover or going to Amazon.com. We hope you'll join us again soon for another episode of ACT, Taking Hurt to Hope.